It's a new day. Yes, it is. Live from a Zoom call. <laughs> Kofi, is there a problem? No, no continue, problem. Continue, sir. Please it's continue. not? Okay, we're recording a podcast here. We got to be professional, Mr. Kingston. I'm just having fun, you know? Okay, well, I'm let's just, all have I'm some just, fun just, here, folks. <laughs> Live from a Zoom call emanating. I'm sorry? Just please continue, sir. He's, please. he's shaking back and forth in his chair. What's happening here? He loves to laugh. That's all. He just loves to laugh. Oh, boy. This man's been on television for how long? And he's oh. laughing at a, at a fellow co-worker doing an introduction? I sir. just, I, I love, I love your enthusiasm, Dan. Thank you. I just, I just love it. Thank I you love very it, much. You know, well, so. I'm going to toss to you guys with a live from <laughs> a Zoom call emanating from Lando Lakes, Florida, <laughs> Atlanta, Georgia, and lovely New Donk City. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's the New Day. Feel the power. Take it away, fellas. <laughs> Can you please pronounce emanating once more? Because I don't know what happened to your voice. Emanating. <laughs> Emanating. Emanating. Definitely emanating. A, a, a nice crack. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a grown man. My voice doesn't crack anymore. Uh, em, emanating. That's 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 uh wow. It's something. I think you're you're purposely wow. are you are you chewing on, on gravel? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. <laughs> you hear my voice in conversation? It's 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 indiscernible for my intro voice. <laughs> Just swallowing rocks. <laughs> That's what it must be. Thumbtacks and whiskey. (laughs) This man, you gargle with with, uh, gravel at least. Something. Something something Something's going on, sir. (laughs) Thumbtacks. Your vocal cords are a mess, sir. I don't know know what you've done with them. What are you talking about? I'm a professional. I talk into microphones all the time. (laughs) I mean, true, but whatever, whatever you do on the intro, you, you definitely, your your normal speaking voice, I have no problem with. I did the normal subdued one once and, and you all, uh, made jest of it. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't have the energy. Well, which one do you want? I get made fun of either way. I mean, there, I feel like there there's, a, but there's another option. There's got to be a C. There's a, there's a C option. Live, a third of live from a Zoom call. <laughs> right, keep going, keep going <laughs> with that one. Yeah, Ladies and gentlemen, live, Seattle that's radio. right, live from a Zoom call <laughs> emanating from Lando Lakes, Florida, Atlanta, GA, and New Donk City. It's the new day. Feel the power. Take it away, fellas. I like that one. I don't know if I'm mad at that. Let's try like that, that out one. moving forward. <laughs> okay. Let's see what the audience thinks about I'm that. Like audible. Your, your game show host voice. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. Uh, anyways, uh, we are here today. This is uh, your boys, the new day. This is our podcast. Uh, you probably know that because you had to click on the the deal that already said it, so you have that information. Uh, anyways, uh, I am. I guess I'm going to attempt the hosting abilities until I get tired of it in a couple minutes. But uh, my man uh, Woodsy here, he just came off a of red eye, and oh, he tired. He tired. No, it was a. It was a it was a morning flight, just an early one. I changed it from the red eye because I was tired of being exhausted. But it just tired, made me, I'm just tired. still just tired. It's like seven days of three hours of sleep. So I'm just, I'm here. He's here. I'm here. You are and here. His, his full Snuggie. Yeah. It's, it's red. It's, a, it's, it's, it's an all red, red Snuggie in case like you can envision him. It actually, it looks, it looks very much, you remember when we went to uh, the ice bar uh, yes. in Europe um, with our beloved, uh, the late great, Brody Lee, and I yeah. will treasure that picture always because we had red, I don't know if you were in a red uh, Snuggie at the time, but it was either a red or a blue Snuggie, I believe, for that ice bar. And that was a heck of a trip. And that's what you reminded yeah. me of. So, so thank you for that memory. It's a good time. For people who don't know what an ice bar is, so it's just cold in there. It's just ice everywhere. It's freezing. So you, they give you like a little thermal poncho thing to wear. 
But yeah, this is actually this is called a comfy. Because it's more of a it's it's like a triple XL hoodie essentially that is snuggy material. I see. I didn't know. Um, will you let the people know? You are you are Woods, by the way. We didn't do that. Oh, geez, oh, oh, yeah, geez. Sorry, my God. sorry, sir. Oh yeah, I am Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. And I am Kofi Kingston. Uh, and I am Big E. And uh, yeah, I guess that could be it for now. I'm just Big E, you know. Uh, well, I'll well, save the diatribe. No, no diatribe needed. I'm really? just Big E. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. What happened? I don't know. I don't really have any ideas. You I ran out of ideas. Grips? Yeah, I came yeah. to grips. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you know. You've been gripping. Yeah, I've been gripping. I do a lot of gripping, you know. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of that. Oh, uh, a lot of solo my, gripping. Well, I live alone. Uh, so, you know, they say the first stage is uh, is acceptance. And uh, for, at least for today, I've accepted that's who I am. I am Big E, so that's all. That's that all that is something else. We, we've been doing the podcast for over a year and a half, and finally, uh, you've come to grips. This is, I mean, I feel like this is a momentous uh, occasion. Well, I say this now, but we'll see about next week. Okay. Yeah. Okay, fair. It'd be what it'd be for this week. I'm very fickle. Yes, I agree. That's okay. Uh, But anyways, before I interrupted you, Kof, uh, you were saying. Oh, I I was going to say, I forget what the name of the comic book is. Um, I keep wanting to say The Incredibles, and that's not it, but it's a Marvel series where the kids have superpowers and they find out that their parents are uh, like evil. Do you guys know what this is? You don't know what this is? It's a Disney yeah, uh, Dan, Dan, you know what I'm talking about? Marvel? Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know anything about Marvel. They, ah, damn it. Uh, they, had a, they had a series. Uh, it came on like uh, uh, Amazon Prime, I think, too. I can't believe I can't remember what the name of it is. They have like a... Um, Runaways? The Runaways, yes. So, so the Runaways, all these kids, they have these powers, and they find out that their parents are like evil and trying to take over the world, and they stumble up, uh, upon them like in this meeting, and they're doing this weird like seance, and they're all like looking at their parents, and all the parents are wearing outfits that look like what you're wearing right now, these red hoodies. Um, so that's what that's what you remind me of, Woods, mm, right now. Of evil, evil. Me. Well, the the parents were the the outfit, the outfit that they were wearing, like like a cult. That's so I'm evil. I don't know. Are you? That's what I'm. I don't, I Probably. Just want to, yeah. Okay. That's fair. I still yeah. love you. I Thank still you. love you. <laughs> nothing, nothing but. You can you can be evil and still love. <laughs> so where do you draw your line? Is my question. Like what what's the level of evil where you say, all right, I can't love you anymore? Huh. That. I don't know. That's interesting. I, I don't know. It would be up there. If if Woodsy hit you with his car and laughed at you and drove off, would you still love him? Oh, I mean, do I, do, I, do I survive? Uh, your leg is broken. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, that, that's nothing. nothing. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get him back. I'm going to get him back. You know, we're going to play a game. That's the game we're going to play. That's the game we're going to play. I'm going to find a bigger car, you know? I might, okay. I, might, I might get him back, but, you know, that's the rip. That's kind of like what we did on Swerved, right? We, you know, I hit you with the, uh, the Mentos. You, you blinded me with the, with the gun, well, you know? I take it very seriously. Then you run my leg over, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I don't like being pranked, so I'm always going to go 10 notches too hard so that you won't prank me again. That's like, what I'm saying. Like breaking I, his leg with your car? Yeah. Well, if it, if it escalates to there, then that's what I'm saying. Like, if he did that to me, then I must have done something to him. You know what I mean? Had like, to. I wouldn't do it for no reason. Just for I'm no tr- reason. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get to like what's to the, what, the most what amount of evil that you will allow. What if, What if you had done nothing to him, nothing at all, and he just decided to? He just did it. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd wonder why he did it, but I'd probably laugh a little bit. Like, bro, what, what are you doing, bro? You just ran my leg over. You broke yeah. my leg, bro. Come on, man. It's like the Sour Patch Kids commercials. So I run you over, break your leg, but then I drive you to the hospital. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, you, you ran my leg over. Yeah, sorry, man. Oh, okay, that's all good. Yeah. Take a you left over here. ER? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's right up there. The two, two streets down on the left. You know, you're you're asking for a vacation anyway, so I'm just helping you out. Hey, you know. Oh, okay, so what if what if he uh, ran you over, broke your leg, took you to the hospital, but then like when you're at the hospital, uh, he was finding full bedpans that people had excreted uh, into and just dumping them onto you every like. Well, as soon as you fell asleep, there'd be a, a, a bedpan. <laughs> what? <on you. laughs> Why would I be doing this? <laughs> Because you're really evil. I'm trying to see what the level of evil that's allowed is. I'm trying to see where that that line is. I mean, I, you would I, still love him, man. I'd love him. I mean, I, I'd be I'd be a little upset. I'd, I'd ask him why the hell he's doing this. You know, why are you why are you dumping excrement on me, man? I thought we were brothers. I still love you, but what what are you what are you doing, bro? I would have a valid reason. You know, I feel yeah. like I'm not going to do something just to do something. I'm not, uh, what's the what's the Rick James thing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Yo, yeah, couch. yeah. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. do something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, did. I remember doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, no, I would have a, a good logical reason, and I would tell him, and it would probably clear things up. But what if you're evil? I'm trying to th- like, I'm trying to think. What if you are e- evil Woods, who has no reasoning, or your reasoning is just an evil reasoning, just because yeah, well, you en- you enjoy his pain? I feel like most of the time, evil reasoning is lo- logical and makes sense when you actually find out why someone is upset and why they're doing these bad things. So, like Thanos. Once you find out like, oh, all this stuff happened and I think I'm actually doing doing people, doing right by people by getting rid of some, we got resources. So like, I don't agree with it, but I understand this logical progression of thought that he has, you know? Mm. I was actually going to use the example too of, uh, so so we have this argument all the time where, uh, you know, team, uh, team Captain America versus Team Iron Man and Woods hates Captain America. And for me, I think that, uh, you know, specifically, spoiler alert here, if you, you know, you haven't watched the Avengers, then turn this off. But, um, you know, Captain America uh, knew that uh, Bucky uh, or, or the Winter Soldier actually had killed uh, Tony Stark's parents and he never told Tony Stark. So Woods is uh, always uh, team uh, Iron Man because of that. But to me, I understand where Captain America is coming from because if I was Captain America and say like you or Woods were Bucky and you did something under mind control, mind you, that you shouldn't have done and you kept the secret from somebody else, like I would keep that secret for you. You know what I'm saying? No, no. So so let's say this. Let's say this. So I met E and I was friends with E before I was friends with you. Now let's say that E, I find out that E under mind control killed your parents, right? I find that out while we're friends. Or no, did he know? He knew the whole time, right? Captain America knew the whole time, I think. Yeah. So right, let's right, say, right. Let, let's say even if I go scumbag for a little while and we meet and I don't say anything and I like, hey, do you want to be a part of New Day? Yeah, we have this great bond and we become brothers. At that point, at least, at the bare minimum, I want to go, we got to do this. We got to tell him, E, we got to talk about this and we're going to sit down and have a powwow. But the never... There was never a situation where he was like, oh, well, this is a, a really crappy thing that was done. It was done under my control, so it's not really him. I should tell Tony, and we can figure this out together because we have a, a bigger thing that we're doing. We have a bigger evil that we're fighting. But no, just keep it to yourself, and you're supposed to trust that person on the battlefield with your life? What are you talking about? I don't even, I don't even, you won't even tell me the information about my parents when I don't know the information. You know, give me closure. But if you uh, looked at E as, as a brother— 
and you felt like you had to, I, I'm not saying like what you should have done and what you shouldn't have done, but I'm saying if you were in the situation where you felt that you uh, had to keep that secret because you didn't want harm to come to your brother, I would understand that. And I would be, if I was in a situation where it was reversed, I would also keep that secret if that's the way that I felt to keep my brother safe. So, question. Because you, we, can't change, you can't change anything. You know what I'm you saying? Like you, you know, what's happened has happened. But you know? if, if, if you're also my brother, I'm not going to leave you not knowing what happened in the death of your parents. I'm going to say, we're friends. We're that close. We're, if we're brothers, we can talk about this. And if you guys are also brothers and we're also trying to do a bigger thing, then we have to talk about that. It's not like, oh, he hit your mailbox with a baseball bat or he like, he flattened their tires or something. No, like they're D-E-A-D, dead. And Bucky did it. And Cap didn't say a word to him. That's, that's, that, that's too much of an offense for me. I don't know. Uh, to, me, to me, being under mind control and to not have been in your, your right state of mind, literally like not in your state of mind, like I, I understand that. So as far, you know, I don't know. That, that, that's, that's, just where I, that's just where I stand. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, so I don't know. It's it's so, six so, and one, half a dozen, just how you yeah. it's perspective. But I just I just feel like the 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 mind control part helps a lot the situation because I can go, hey, Cove, 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 look, we're gonna tell you something terrible, but it was under mind control. You've you you know what that's like. You know what you you understand the weird stuff that we work around. He didn't really mean to do this, but he killed your parents. Yeah, yeah I mean, and you have to you, you talk it out. Hindsight, hindsight is twenty twenty, as they say. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> Jeez, I'm not quite sure how we got to that. Uh, level. I don't know. Well, because we're, we're, we're talking about the the acceptance of like the evil. Oh, that's true. Being done. So I'm saying, yes. like, if that was the case too, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I I, I would accept a lot of evil on behalf of <laughs> uh, you know, of on on the behest of my brother, if that makes. See, sense. I'm I'm not that way. I feel, I'm very evil and tolerant. So uh, that's mm. that's where you and I differ. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the, the line the line is uh, you know it's, it's different for me. We just came back from uh, Vegas and from the left coast, and uh, it was a time a time was had. It was a time. Uh, yeah. I will say it was very nice to see uh, my good friends while I was out there. I got to see Andreas Hale, my good friend. And uh, also got to go to the Manny Pacquiao fight. Mm -hmm. And I was very glad. I got, because it could be Manny's last. It very well could be his last fight. Um, I know you guys aren't boxing enthusiasts, enthusiasts, so I don't want to bore you with the details. But uh, it was very cool because uh, I think, too, I think uh, post-pandemic, well, not pandemic's not over, but I think going back to the road has, uh, it's, it's kind of compelled me to do more with my time on the road. You know, if you have, usually if I had a couple extra hours or whatnot, I'd just be like, all right, I'm tired. I'll go to bed. And I'm still kind of that way. But uh, I'll try to uh, enjoy the, the sights and sounds a little bit more as I get older. I get up in my years, you know. So it was nice to be able to spend some time going to a, uh, to a fight. And then uh, I came home. Vegas was the time. Was Back that the, of a city. Yeah. Was that the uh, biggest? You, you've been to a few fights, right? Boxing matches? I've only been, that's the only the, the second boxing oh, fight. Of, both okay. because of Andreas. The first one was the time that uh, I did the intro for Sean Porter as he fought Errol Spence. And Errol Spence was actually supposed to be on this card as well. But then he actually had a, a retina injury, which is actually pretty scary for a boxer. Because obviously, if you lose your vision, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's an issue for any of us. But uh, also, especially for boxers. So actually, uh, I don't know if I've talked about this in the pod. But so we had a signing in New Jersey. 
that time. This was maybe two or three years ago. Was it iPlay? It's actually a really cool signing. I don't know if you guys remember that. We had that signing in New Jersey at iPlay. It was yeah, a it was weird like a big warehouse. Yeah, it was a Sunday morning signing, which we I don't think we've ever had a signing on a Sunday morning. But for some reason, it was Sunday morning in New Jersey, and this opportunity to go to this fight came up, and I really wanted to do it. And it was Saturday night all the way in L.A., and I thought, man, making this is going to be very difficult. There was some resistance, but we found a plan. We found a flight, and this was the only flight that I could make. So uh, Sean is incredible. I actually spend pretty much most of that day, and I think I met him the day before, uh, just being in his camp. Just being there in the locker room as he's getting ready for this big pay-per-view main event fight. Uh, just being his his family had a get-together right before the fight. Just eating food and being there with the family. And I just expected him to be like, all right, you know, kind of stay out of the way. We'll have you do the intro, whatever. But no, he wanted me there for everything. So it was just a really cool experience. But then uh, I ended up doing the, um, I kind of just tailored the intro for him. You know, it's a typical, aww whatever, but I tailored it for him at Staples Center. And this was actually, so the very next week, we were going to be at Staples Center for Fox, for the Fox premiere for SmackDown. So it was actually kind of like the synergistic thing that made a ton of sense. And uh, so we ended up doing that. I ended up sprinting, I changed my clothes as soon as possible, sprinted out of there, caught my plane, which actually had this, this nice uh, plane that had, uh, it had beds, so you could lie down in it. Ooh. And I ended up sitting next to Jim Jones who is one of my favorite rappers. Oh, and nice. I was like, all right, it's weird that we're sitting next to each other. And at one point we're going to both be sleeping right next to each other. But I got I to gotta say something. It's like, I didn't want to be a weirdo, but I got to say something. And he had just put out an album called El Capo, which I really loved. And, uh, you know, I thought I'd say, you know, I love the album. So we talked for a little bit, but it was a really cool experience. I ended up making the flight. We do the signing in New Jersey. It was very, very cool. But that was the first boxing fight I'd ever been to. And the second ever was the Manny Pacquiao fight. But yes, it was a very, very beautiful uh, evening. And then I got on my plane again. I go to a boxing fight and then I got to get on a red eye right away. So I got on the plane. I got home and uh, I enjoyed my time in the city of Las Vegas. Crazy town. Very crazy town. The line for a cab. We landed in Vegas. I think we had TV. Where was TV? TV was in Phoenix for us. And then we landed around midnight. If I told you there was a thousand, if someone told me there was a thousand people in line to get a cab, I would have believed it. I, like, I, don't, I don't know if that's an exaggeration at all. It was absurd. And the only reason I wish I had their names, I, I don't know if they ever gave them to me, but it was uh, a mother, a father, and their son. Uh, they pulled, this father comes around asked if I want to ride. Uh, thankfully, they, had, they were at the very front. They were loading their bags. So he probably saved me 20 to 30 minutes at you know midnight, standing outside. I'm sweating. I'm thinking oh, I'm going to be man. out here until 2 in the morning. But uh, I jumped in with them and got to my hotel, thankfully, and got some sleep. But These yeah, were strangers or were they fans uh, or like? Yeah. They were fans. They were fans. Oh, okay. they, they said okay. uh, the son recognized me and uh, they were going to the show the next day and they offered to give me a ride. And they uh, also tried to pay too. They wouldn't let me pay as well. They were very, very sweet. So I wish I had remembered your names, but thank you very much for, for saving me a lot of time and, mm. uh, and a few dollars as well. So yeah, it's, I love it. Very nice of them. Very nice yeah. of them. Very kind. Very kind people indeed. Uh, people can be cool sometimes, you know? Yes. That's great. That they can. That, that they is can. wonderful. That is wonderful. There was one time we were in. Um, in the Philippines, I think, or Manila. And there's a, uh, there's an arcade, not arcade, but like a place where people who play fighting games go. That's like an hour away from where we stay. I was told many a times this was a dumb thing to do. And you know, it turned out fine. You know, I put on Twitter, like, Hey, you know, I need video game stuff. And there was a group of people who were like, Hey, there's an arcade pretty far away. And they said, we're going in like an hour. Do you want to go with us? 
And I jumped in a car with strangers in a foreign country. We drove like an hour to this place. And I was like, I started to get nervous once the drive was like 45 minutes in. I was like, okay, this is, <laughs> this is weird. Where are they taking me? And then we got there and we just played Street Fighter and Tekken for like hours, hours. And then drove back to the hotel. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's always interesting to find people in a place where we're wrestling and traveling that are, that are so outgoing and kind to us. Yeah. No, it's very much appreciated, too. And it, it is nice just to connect with people, too, especially when they just kind of relate to you as another human. And it's cool to be a fan as well. But when you can just kind of talk about things that you have common interests in as well, like, it's, it's very much appreciated. So uh, shout out to those three beautiful, blessed people. Um, yeah. Because, uh, and Las Vegas just in general, and this is something that people know, but it's like this, this town shouldn't exist. <laughs> what, what kind of what kind of city is this? It's, it's like a it's a parody of a city. It's just a, just an and, and that's not me. Like I had a great time there. I tend to always have a great time there. I don't gamble at all. Uh, and but the food is great. And so many of my friends were out there. But uh, and getting to see Kaz as well. I got to have, have brunch with with Kaz and Andreas uh, before yeah. going over to to uh, Allegiant Stadium for SummerSlam. So it was a uh, it was just beautiful. I'm, I'm, I'm a big proponent and fan of, especially with the pandemic, there's so many times where you haven't been able to see this. There's like good friends of mine I haven't seen in two years in the flesh. So it's just it's just dope getting those opportunities to, to see people that you love on the road. Yeah. yeah. I'll never forget the first time I flew into Vegas. Uh, when, uh, so, so the plane started like uh, going on the descent and I just happened to wake up and look out the window and just seeing like, how the city looks like a damn cartoon. <laughs> you see that big sphinx, the, uh, the the pyramid, you know, with the light coming out. I forget what the name of the hotel is. Excalibur. Everything just looks like this, like, like toy city. Like, it just doesn't look real. And it's so amazing that they've done such a good job of, like, the, the presentation of this, like, legit fantasy world where you go in and, you know, they obviously say, like, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas and people have these... Mm amazing times and you can you know go there and, and be devious if you want to but you can also go yeah. and have a nice wholesome time you know what i'm saying and and uh <laughs> <laughs> go out to a nice show as a matter of fact we went to the uh the michael jackson uh cirque du soleil show um which was incredible it was actually really really cool it was nice um just the uh you know, the, the ode to, to Michael Jackson, you feel, you always forget, like, I mean, you know, like that he's a legend and everything and the work that he has done and all that. Um, but just to be there in the middle of like a whole compilation of performances and hearing his voice over, like, it really just kind of, you know, makes you appreciate just the, the level of talent that he had. You know, there's so many songs that they played that like I hadn't even really heard. You know what I'm saying? And, and people were in there. They actually had these... Uh, like uh, uh, spark, you know, the glove that he used to wear, like that sparkling glove. Uh, they have them that they, they light up. So there was this one lady oh. who was sitting in front of us. My, and of course, like the kids, the kids wanted the glove, you know, so I had to get him the glove afterwards. <laughs> uh, but uh, there, there's this one lady sitting in front of us and she was all decked out in the Michael Jackson gear and she had the glove and she's like flashing the light and just yes. like, you know, to every single song and just like getting into it to the point where like the ushers had to come up to her like three or four times and tell her to turn the light off because it was distracting <laughs> everybody. Like you can't have it in the middle of the show. But um, it was a really great show, you know, and just like uh, the, the, the level of uh, like talent, you know what I'm saying, that it takes to, to put on a show like that. And they do that show. That one alone, I think, is like twice a night 
you know, and it's really intense. Cirque du Soleil, they're doing all kinds of flips and trapeze acts and all these kind of things. On top of that, like, coordinated dances and the Michael Jackson dances, which are complicated too, and they put their own twist on it. So just had a real good uh, appreciation for uh, just the level of talent, you know what I mean, that 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 performers have to have. To, to be a Vegas performer, like, you have to be, like, literally the best of the best. There's so many people that want that position, you know? And you go out there, and you're the one who has it. And even if you're, like, a, a character in the background, you still have to be so talented just to even do that, you know? So it's just crazy. I, I just appreciate the talent. I mean, you, you think about, like, Reginald, too, right? Uh, the show, we had the show in San Antonio, and my kids were at the show. And the one person they couldn't stop talking about was Reginald. And he had a segment on TV where Tazawa and, uh, and R-Truth are chasing him around and they're like camouflaged as like trash cans and, and, and so plants good. and everything. And, and uh, Reggie's going through the, uh, you know, jump, jumping through like the trees and doing a flip off the trees. He does a flip over the car, lands on his feet and gets into the car. My kids could not stop talking about it, especially Orion. He's like, yeah, the, the one guy, he did the flip into the tree and then he flipped over the car, he drove away and he said, too easy. He's still talking about it. That was like <laughs> a week and a half ago, you know? So it's just cool too to like, obviously like we know him and we know how talented he is and the cool, crazy things he can do. But the fact that he used to be at these Cirque du Soleil shows, you know, and one of the top performers, just crushing it, you know? Um, it, you know, again, just incredible level of talent that it takes to be uh, a performer in general, but particularly like a, a Cirque du Soleil performer because the preciseness, uh, like seeing Reggie in the ring and seeing what he does in the ring blows my mind away because he never, he, he doesn't miss a step. And obviously he's new, you know what I'm saying? But like the stuff that he does right now is so unique. And like, to me, it just takes such a, he's never had like a performance in front of a live crowd up until what was it, July when we started having uh, yeah. shows that was his first like live uh performance you know or, or live live match so the fact that he's like killing it is 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 mind-blowing to me but then again he's been doing it for a lifetime with this Cirque du Soleil so like I, I don't know I just had a whole level whole new level of appreciation for those guys man they're just uh so incredibly talented yeah it's wild to me because like so I was a cheerleader in college um pretty much because I wanted to learn how to like do flips for wrestling because I knew it was going to be big. I was like, ah, let me see if I can be more agile. And watching the people that are in there like daily doing stuff is is wild because like I didn't progress like crazy because I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't there all the time doing stuff. But when I would go like, you know, once a week or once every other week to see people who started up and like to watch someone, you know, working on like a back handspring into like a back tuck and then like seeing them get it like in a few weeks. And it's like, man, this is really cool. Like what you can teach your brain and body to do together. That's just, you know, like not that it's not natural, but it's really cool because for me going backwards and like upside down, I'm very uncomfortable, extremely uncomfortable. I feel like I don't have control of my body at all. But to see people who do have control like that is always super impressive to me. Speaking of incredible athletes, I almost forgot to mention, I got to meet two of them. Uh, Tamira Mensah-Stock, who uh, obviously she's Ghanaian. Um, I wonder mm. if she, Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> a very common last name, right? So it's probably- Yeah, it's like Smith or Johnson. Yeah, Mensah. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, she was backstage at SummerSlam. And I had like, so I'd watched, uh, obviously I knew that she won the gold. I think at 68 kilos. Uh, and I just loved her energy and her interviews. And as soon as I saw her, like I was kind of getting ready for my match. But I, I just stopped and said, uh, sorry to interrupt, but you are incredible. I love your energy. And she, that's the most bubbly, most naturally, like gave the greatest hug. She, her energy is so incredible. Whatever it is that she wants to do or chooses to do, I'm sure she'll be incredible at it. Um, but just like, I don't know, she's just around. She's just one of those people like, I don't know how you're always that bubbly, but it feels so genuine and raw. Uh, but she was awesome. And just getting like a, a minute or two to talk to her and just say, hey, I'm a, a huge fan. And then uh, Gable Steveson too, I uh, just had a moment where I had to stop and say salute. I just have, I have a ton, I think just two, because I wrestled, uh, we all wrestled in high school. And I know just, I, I know how hard it is at like the high school level to, like I became a state champion. I know how much work that took. That's not even a tenth of a percentage of what it takes to get to the Olympics, let alone become a gold medalist. Uh, and it, just, it was just really cool because uh, the U.S. had just a great Olympics for for wrestling. Um, they just did incredible. And to see uh, Gable and Tamir both win gold. Also, in fact, like, it's also cool. I don't remember ever seeing... There's obviously, you know, black wrestlers when, when I was wrestling. But, you know, to see a black man and a black woman win gold for the U.S. in wrestling uh, was just, I don't know, I was just really inspired. And the way that Gable did it too, down by three points with 15 so seconds, crazy. we already talked about it. But just, uh, it's just really cool just to have a moment, I think, just to say, hey, you're you're awesome to just, I don't know. But yeah, these SummerSlam was just filled with, you know, celebrities and people backstage and whatever, and like salute to everyone there and everyone involved. But meeting those two was definitely one of the highlights for me. Uh, of that weekend. So yeah, salute to those Olympians for winning gold. That's yeah. you're an Olympic gold medalist. Do you, right. do you know how the amount of work and effort that goes into that? It's it's incredible. Yeah. And if anybody hasn't uh, listened to uh Tamira's uh victory speech after the Olympics, if you want to feel good, like listen to her and like he was saying like just the the passion and dedication that she has had um, you know, I, it, the, the passion and dedication it takes to become a gold medalist is obvious, but when you listen to her and the stories she's told, and she lost her dad uh, some time ago, um, but just, you know, her talking about how much, like, her family meant to her and, and all of that, and it's just a really, really uh, heartwarming speech, so do yourself a favor and uh, go and watch the match and also uh, watch just that, that, that speech after. It will really make you feel good. Yeah, it's kind of like so we were talking the other week about Olympic athletes and like, you know, you have to love this and you have to really, this has to be like your, what you need in life, you know, to get to that level. So when you're saying like she's so bubbly and happy, it was really cool to see how pumped she was. And then thinking about like the reason that she's here is because she loved what she did so much. She worked to be the best at it. And I think that's really cool to be able to become the best in your field, whatever it is that you're doing. And it opens up doors that may not have been open to you previously. And so you get to kind of like revel in it a little bit and get these cool opportunities to go do stuff that you haven't done before. So it was it was definitely really cool to see how happy and pumped she was. Cause like, uh, you know, she's like in the makeup chair and I just see her chatting to like everybody and is so just happy to be there. And, uh, and as you guys know, like when there's a, a special guest or something, you know, sometimes they're like not wrestling fans or Sometimes they're just like, oh, let me come in and do my segment and get out of here. But like, she was just genuinely pleased to be at the show. And that's really cool to me. Agreed. Agreed. Especially, I think, too, I guess it's just easy to get jaded in any industry we're around long enough. You know, like you said, just because a lot of us have, you know, we've been to many of these 
shows and whatever. But I think it just feels so fresh and it kind of reinvigorates you because a lot of us, you know, we, we I probably slept three or four hours and then showed up and was in a bit of a rush. But when someone meets life with that kind of enthusiasm, it kind of shakes you for a second and makes you reevaluate and think, man, I I can be more energetic. I can be. So, uh, you know, she's she's a special human being, I think, because I think that that kind of energy, it's uh, it's contagious. Yeah, it is very contagious. So very cool to meet her. Chop it up. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we did. We chopped it up. I don't know why that that became a thing. What does that mean to chop what is it that, up? What, is that, what does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. Chop but, you know, I, I love finding out what stuff means and where it came yeah. from. What is it? What is that the study of that called? Uh, you're talking about etymology? Etymology. Like the etymology of words? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I love that stuff. Chop it up. <laughs> I don't know. Because, like, what are, we, what are we chopping? Yeah. Is this, is this a cooking reference? Did a chef say it first? Yeah. Ordinarily, like when you do chop something up for cooking, you're doing that by yourself. You know? Yeah. It's not like an inclusive activity. Like meal no. prep. Yeah. It doesn't bring you together. You know, no, no chop up parties. You know? <laughs> Maybe we should have one. <laughs> chop up party. We're chopping it up and we're cooking while we're having a talk. <laughs> bring your own knife. I watched this movie called Chef the other day. I think it came out in 2014. And I think the guy's name is John, John Favreau. Yeah, yeah. Really? So yeah, I remember. I haven't seen the movie, but I know the reference. Yes, it's it's really good. It's a it's a cool like father son story, uh, but it's all based around like cooking. And he's a chef, and you know, teaching his son the ins and outs of the of the business and whatnot. And it's just it's it's so good. And like we've talked about before, uh, I become kind of a sap when it comes to like family and like emotional movies. Where I'm just watching it and they're just cooking food and they're having such a fun time and they're building this relationship. I'm just like, I love it so much. <laughs> Ooh, I'm lying. I have seen this movie uh, because Sofia Vergara is in it. Yes, she is. And I, and I love me some Sofia Vergara. I do too. <laughs> yes, God bless her. Modern Family, one of the best sitcoms of all time. She was a big staple in So, yes, it's Chef is a very good movie, though. I agree. Very heartwarming. Yeah. My heart was warmed. So was your food. Right. Did you, did you find the meaning or are you still looking? I, th- I think it's gonna be very hard to find what because it's not like a it's not like an old like saying. I'm googling now, but I didn't even try. Hold on, actually, I might have an answer. Ah, here we go. Uh oh. Here we go. Uh, I don't know if this has any merit to it, but this is what Google says. I went to findanyanswer.com, and the answer is uh, in the 1940s, though it was probably used for some years before it was recorded. Chops began meaning one's ability, skill, or competence, and was a jazz musician's figurative reference to one's, I don't know how to pronounce this word, E-M-B-O-U-C-H-U-R-E. Couldn't tell you. That is the use of one's mouth and lips in playing a wind instrument. Hmm. Also, uh, chop-chop is a phrase rooted in Cantonese. It spreads through Chinese workers at sea. Chop-chop refers to hurry-hurry. It means something should be done now and advance... Without any delay, I don't know if this. I feel like so none of those have anything to do with talking. Chop. Yeah. So maybe, yes. maybe here, let's make it up. So maybe it comes from the barbershop because you're essentially chopping hair. But as oh. you're in the barbershop, you're having good conversation, so you're chopping it up. But only the barber is chopping. But you're getting your hair chopped. Hmm. So you're the choppy. They are the chopper. Hmm. Is this the official end of the podcast? Invigorating it, conversation. This, this <laughs> I feel like I'm watching the very last drips <laughs> as we're we, we it out. 
<laughs> it's like when I had the, 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 the toothpaste tube, and I, I think I had the, the last of it. I was like, yeah, all right, I think it is a little bit more. I'll save it for tomorrow. Bit, yeah. I have enough. And then I'll come back the next day, and I'll, I'll, I'll fold it, and I'll squeeze as much mm-hmm. as possible. And this, oh, I got another day's worth. I had yep. no idea. And then, you know, that can only last for so long. So I feel like that's, I feel like I'm, we're right now, we've rolled the tube up. We've, we've pressed it. It's, we, um, we, st- we did it from the bottom, though. We did, yeah. yes. Because we're not savages. Yeah. Right. So I don't, first of all, all right, I don't see the issue with, with getting the toothpaste from the top because that's a problem. That's a problem. No, because at the end of it, then I'll go to the bottom. I don't, I don't know why this is a big deal. If you start at the bottom, you don't have to go back to the bottom because you already squeeze everything from the bottom to the top. But it's not that difficult to, to go back to the bottom after you start at the top. Yeah, but the, the toothpaste has been in there for a long time. It's going to be harder to get from the bottom to the top as opposed to if you get it, start that process early, then you're good to go. I was telling a friend of mine, I hope at least there's some, like, as you leave this earth, that there's a five-second explanation of, of the meaning. You just say, oh, okay, now I get it. Like, here's from, from God or the universe or whatever, you, Allah, whatever, here's a official, and it's, no, it's notarized too. And like, <laughs> as, you're, as you're breathing your last breaths, you know it's real and it, and it quickly describes you. Maybe it's a voice, maybe you read it, I don't know. But it tells you like what the meaning of life was. And they're like, oh, cool. And then you croak. Is that like a croak? <laughs> and you croak? Yeah. Is it like a, a man, like a, you know how kings have those people that, hear ye, hear ye. Yeah, I want to scroll. Here lies Etmore Ewing and his life was such. And then he gives like a <laughs> diatribe. First of all, that a thing? I, I assume you're talking about some stranger I've never met because I don't know whose name that is. The first, the first and last name were both butchered. So uh, you don't think that they would do that to you? That's what I was thinking. You go up there and you're like, "Oh man, this is gonna be so proper," and they're just cutting jokes at you, pronouncing everything incorrectly, missing, messing up the things that you did in your life, and you got to tell them, "Hey, this, this isn't me." And they're like, "Hi, we, we're just messing with you. We got you." If I die and some celestial being is deciding to rib me, and that's the first, like, <laughs> give me at least, give me some time to at least uh, become uh, acclimated to my new surroundings, to the fact yeah. that I am no longer on this mortal coil. Give me a minute to soak things in before you start ribbing me. It can't be a rib right away. That's the, that's, the, that's the joke. That's the yeah. joke, is they don't give you the time. Right? No. <laughs> that's not funny. You got to deal with the fact you can't see your loved ones, that you just left the earth, that you're dead now. Your time is done, and though. Someone's cracking the, jokes. Your time is done. But why, why is that a sad thing? Well, I need, I, need least, yet. I need a few moments to just, you know, take it all in, to, huh. to be reassured. Oh, I mean, a nice, uh, a soothing pat on the back would be nice. Bro, they ain't got all day. You ain't the only one who died that day. They yeah, got to get you going. Right? You know what I mean? They got lots of jokes to tell. They, they got, got a lot of ribbon to do. It's the afterlife. Yeah. They, a, days don't even exist. It's all. They got how, all do you, how do you know this? How do you know? It's eternity. You don't so, know this. so are you trying to propose that we die and then we go to another world and then we'll die again? Possibly. Maybe. We don't know. They might just run it back. You might just yeah. keep doing the same thing over and over. You might, when you die, take off your virtual reality headset and realize that you've been playing a game at Dave and Buster's and yeah. you're not actually you. You lived the life of, of Big E. You became a pro wrestler. You got a great high score. Uh-huh. But no, this is real. I don't know. I can't do another one. Or if they tell you, hey, your whole life, you've been, <laughs> you been pronouncing your name wrong the whole time. It's Etmore. <laughs> and then they t- tell you, now run it back. No. <laughs> and, do it, and do it right this time. Yeah. yeah. I haven't even finished this one. I tell you right now, I just cannot make it through another one. I just cannot. This has got to be it. And I got, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's, I found the beauty in life and I see the light. 
And, uh, you know, it's great. And I, I love you guys. And we have, you know, I've, I've been able to find brotherhood and, and family and all of, I've found the beautiful things in life. So don't get me wrong. This is not me, uh, opening up and spreading my cheeks and, and, uh, letting oh solids fall down upon life. I, I'm not taking a dump upon life. I'm not spreading them wide. I'm saying, you know, life can be beautiful. It really it can be, but I can't do another. This is, um, I can't do another. And if there's an opportunity to opt out officially, I'd like to, to check that out. box out. I'd <laughs> like to out. check that box right now. The official opt out. This is my only one. I feel like it's not a email service. Out. It should be. Well, you don't know. You don't know. I don't know. Could Fair. Be. You make a good Maybe. point. Do you want to do another one? Um. Yeah. You experience, it's like, so you already, you play a video game, right? And then you get the chance to play it again with a little bit more knowledge. And now I feel like, you know, if, if you believe in reincarnation, you know, you don't come through with that knowledge, but you got, you got remnants of it. Like, uh, like what, uh, water flows through all things and it's water's got a memory. If we take the ideas from frozen, you know, so there's something in there that we take with us to the next one. And, uh, you know, we got to try to do that one a little bit better than we did this one. I think it's, I think it's an interesting, uh, cycle and an interesting thing to think about. That's punishment. I don't, I don't <laughs> but what do you, but you don't know what the, what eternity is. You don't know if it's like, oh, you're just sitting here for eternity or if you're partying for eternity, that's cool. If you're like partying with your buddies and your loved ones that have passed and so it's just like a cookout every day. Cool. But what if it's not that? What if it's just like super boring? We don't know. But either way, it's it's done, and you know that's that's the next part. You got to realize too, Woods is also the same person who uh, hundred percented Spider Man, went back and hundred percented it. Right? Was it Spider Man yeah. that you did that? Yeah, Spider Man. I mean, you know, after playing it one time, so I would imagine with life, he he might try to do the same thing. You know? Yeah. Can we run back, it back twice? Hundred percent. You know? Get that. We'd be King of the Ring twice in two different bodies. <laughs> okay, but it didn't it didn't take you ninety years to play uh, Spider Man. So. Uh, it's all relative, though. It's all relative. Yeah. Time it's is just, relative. It's a different game. That's it. It's all, it's all a work, kid. It's, <laughs> it's all a work. Please don't call me kid. <laughs> well, as your veteran, I feel the need to, you know, take you down a peg or two. Look, no, I know, I know, you, I know you're my vet, but I don't, I don't know if you need to say it. No, no. What a ridiculous thing. Respect him. You are. You're the most experienced of the three of us. Yeah. You're the longest. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Do you, do you want to talk about uh, someone that you met in uh, Las Vegas that that you very much? Uh... Oh, I went to a uh, I went to a concert in Las Vegas um, Thursday night. I went to um, it was Nick Carter, AJ McLean uh, from Backstreet Boys, Joey Fatone from NSYNC, and Wanye from Boys to Men, and it was uh, one of the most incredible audio experiences that I've ever had in my life. Um, Wanye from Boys to Men, as most people listening to this podcast, I would have. Th- Imagine to understand that he is a fantastic vocalist, but I've never heard him sing live. And it's, he's on a different level. You know how we talked about how Simone Biles is like her floor routine is at like a 12 difficulty or whatever it is. And the next closest person is at like a seven or something. Like he's like the Simone Biles of singing. He's, he can do any and everything. He's incredible. I just didn't, I didn't know it was like that because I'd never heard him live. It's very cool. Yeah. Salute to you. Glad you had the experience. Yeah, me too. And maybe, maybe in my next life, I'll have one similar. All right, we're going back to this. Eh? <laughs> to this. Did you? Uh, I know you're. You were talking about uh, potentially uh, what meeting uh, Joey Fatone was he there? Joey Fatone was there. Yeah, yeah. About like 
meeting him and then having him invite you to his show? You, what was the fantasy scenario that you had? Oh, well, so if it would have been like a full actual meet and greet, I was going to just say, hey, you know, nice to see you guys, a big fan. Uh, I don't know if you guys are wrestling fans, Joy. I know you are, you know, because I've seen you at Mania, you know. You got a big show on Saturday, but we got one too, SummerSlam, if you want to come through. Oh, you're busy, you can't, but uh, can I get tickets to your Friday and Saturday show, just because I offered? <laughs> that, was, that was the fantasy. Why didn't, it, didn't it, You didn't have time? It didn't. No, because with like COVID protocols, it wasn't like a walk-up, get-a-picture, meet-and-greet thing. It was like, they did sound checks, so they just did two or three of their things that they were working on, and then just did like a Q&A. It's just, it's just cool to see how they set stuff up, because obviously we do shows, and they do very different shows, so to see what their practice is like and what their setup is like was really cool, because it gives a kind of uh, insight to a different form of entertainment and how they do things, and I feel like we can always pull from different places when we're out there doing our thing, so uh, it was just really interesting. I respect that. I like interesting. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this has been an interesting podcast. Or has it? Has I it? don't know. It's Maybe it podcast. hasn't been. It's been a podcast. Yeah. And podcast. you get what you get. And yeah. how dare you come? How dare you harass us? How dare you expect more from us? You get this for free. So free means the quality is what the quality is. And this has been your podcast. So don't complain. Don't come uh, at any of us about how you wanted more, you wanted longer, or you wanted some gas. You get what you get. And I hope you enjoyed it. Because if not, you better find something else to bring you enjoyment and pleasure in life. Because this this has been the New Day Podcast, and you're welcome. And if you're not welcome, then shame on you. That's a shame on you. So it's over. It's all over. We're done with the podcast. Now we're about to wrap it up. Woodsy, hit him with your socials. My God. All right. Who, well, who hurt you? Yeah, hurt life, you? Life hurt me. Like, geez, man. <laughs> You can catch me on the internet at Austin Creed Wins on Instagram and Twitter. You can check out my YouTube channel, Up, Up, Down, Down, by typing in Up, Up, Down, Down in Google, in Bing, in Ask Jeeves, or on YouTube itself. Uh, but we want to thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed not me, it, Woods oh. might, Kofi might, I'm not thanking you for nothing. Sorry, continue. You, but, no, it's okay. But thanks, don't, don't, please don't offer thanks on my behalf, because today, I'm not thanking you. You're right. You're right. I wow. apologize. Wow. Yes, of course, sir. Oh. Uh, you got you got it, kid. <laughs> yeah, so if you listen to this podcast, you enjoyed it, go ahead and tell your friends about it. Tell them they can listen to it wherever they listen to their podcast. Just go to the search bar and type in The New Day and click the pink picture with the three black eyes face on it. That is your boys. Every click helps. Uh, and also go to uddshop.com for all your up, up, down, down apparel and check out G4 on all social media platforms at G4 TV. I'm a G4 host. It's very exciting. Thank you. And you can catch me on the Instagram and the Twitter at True Kofi on both platforms. That's it. Yes. And I am at WWE Biggie on Twitter and on Instagram. And don't at me with your complaints or anything. And when you tell your friends about this podcast, tell them also that they get what they get. Tell them about that. <laughs> tell them about that. Make sure when you recommend the pod, make sure they know that too. Like, don't be expecting anything more from us. It is what it is. It be what it be. You get what you get. You better thank yourself. Thank your family. Thank thank us. Thank God. I don't know. Thank, thank somebody because it is what it is. And uh, also make sure to watch Laser Wolf on HBO Max. <laughs> 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 you can't even get through without giggling. Yeah, that's right. Tee <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's uh that's been the podcast for the day. And uh we want to thank you all for being I here. Thought, 
I thought you what? just said you don't want. Wait, to what? Thank you. I just be oh, saying stuff. You don't know. Oh, okay. I just be saying stuff. Yeah. <laughs> don't 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 question the merit, the validity, the the truthfulness, the, the integrity behind it. I just say stuff. I was like you definitely just said the opposite thing. Just, right, I did. I did. I, 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 I cop to it. Yeah, I did it. So what? So, so what? what? So what? I so wouldn't just what? put my feet in Dave Chappelle's couch <laughs> or Eddie Murphy's couch. Not. I, I remember doing that. I remember doing that. Yeah, yeah. Same energy. That's right. 